Good morning and welcome to the Bond Sunday Morning Services. Thank you so much for being a part of it. If you'd like to get involved, you can call 800-411-2663, 800-411-BOND, or, or you can email us, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, and put your name in town, name in town on your emails, and I can answer your questions today as it is happening. Uh, and good morning to everybody here. I'm glad to see you guys, especially now it's summertime, vacation time, so whenever one person show up, I'm happy about it. So thank you guys for being here. Um, I was watching a, a movie last night. It's a documentary on, uh, I think it was the History Channel or something like that. I just happened to be flipping through it. And uh, it was doing a, they was doing a story on a family, a mother who had had three girls and two boys out of wedlock. And this mother was raising these kids on her own. And um, apparently her mother had done the same thing. But when she was a little girl, her mother traumatized her, you know, mean to her, uh, didn't treat her well. And uh, she hated her mother so badly that on the day that her mother died, her mother died in her arms. And this lady tripped out. You know, she just mentally went nuts. But she ended up having five children of her own, three girls and two boys, as I said. And, and uh, because of the trauma that she had gone through, and she looked normal. If you saw her on the street or if she was at church, you would think that she's a normal person. She didn't look like she had, you know, the issues that she had at home. But uh, she was uh, with her girls because she hated her mother. She hated her girls, too. And one of her daughter, well, she punished all of them. But one of her daughter, her oldest daughter, she, uh, she, she hated so badly that, uh, you know, she would make her stay in the house, would not let her go out anywhere yelled at her, impatient with her. And then one day, she, her daughter tried to stand up for herself, and she shot her daughter. She took a gun and shot her. And then she made her daughter lay in the bathtub for three or four days and because she didn't want her to go outside so that no one can find out that she had shot her daughter. And, and fortunately for her daughter, it didn't it hit her in a place where, you know, it didn't kill her, but it really put her through a lot of trauma, you know, physical trauma. But she, uh, she doctored on her daughter, and she had such control of the other four kids that they were afraid to tell anyone. The two sons, even when they became teenagers, young teenagers and young adults, they all kept it a secret because she said, keep it a secret. And, and then what she would do is she would be mean and then she would be nice. She would go out sometime and be happy and bring, things, bring them little gifts and be really nice to them. And out of nowhere, she would be mean. But uh, so she doctored her daughter up, got her well, and then her daughter, this oldest daughter, decided that she was going to run away, going to leave anyway. And the mother found out that she was going to do this. And so the mother said to her, well, okay, you can leave, but let me take the bullet out of you because the bullet was still there in her body. And, the, and the, at first the daughter said, no, I'm not going to do this. But, you know, the mother had control over her mind because she was, she hated her mother now. And I'm going somewhere with the stirs. And uh, so the mother convinced her to let me take the bullet out. Then you can leave. And the daughter said, okay. So she made the daughter lay on the floor there in the bathroom or somewhere in one of the rooms. And she took a kitchen knife and cut the dog, you know, how to get the drink and get drunk and cut her womb open and took the bullet out. But the daughter uh, ended up having a reaction to that. You know, her, she went into all kind of reaction to it. And so the mother convinced the boys, who at the time looked like they were about 18, 19, maybe 20, the mother convinced them to put this girl body in a plastic bag. She wasn't quite dead, but she was almost dead. And they took it to the side of a road somewhere and set her afire, burned her up. And the kids went along with it. And they weren't kids anymore. Because the boys were like healthy young men. They could have done something about it. But she had such control over them mentally because they hated her too that they could not resist her. And they wanted to love their mother. There was a mother. They wanted to love her. And the other girls went along with it too. And then once, they, once she killed the oldest daughter, the second oldest daughter, she started going after her. 
because, you know, she hated women. She hated her mother, so she hated her daughters. And so long story short, she went after the second daughter and locked her up in a closet and uh, made the girl stay there until she died inside the closet. Isn't that amazing? And she was screaming, trying to get out, but none of the other kids would help her or anything because they were so subject to the mother. They, they hated their mother. And long story short, this second daughter died inside the closet, and so the body started smelling, so they finally decided to take her out. And they put her in a big box, and the brothers helped her again. They took her to the side of the road and burned the box, you know, burned her, tried to burn her up. And long story short, the way they say finally ended, it was so interesting seeing this. Because they had experts explaining what was going on, you know, kind of the mindset of, uh, of these people. And the way they finally found out what was going on in that home is that uh, the third daughter, she had turned like 15 or 16 by the time all this was going on. She decided, I got to get out of here. <laughs> because mama killing all these girls, I'm next. <laughs> And uh, so she finally, some kind of another, how another, got away and told somebody about it. And, uh, and when, when the mother found out that she had told, she made all the kids get in the car and set the house on fire. So it looked like they all had burned up in the house. But they later found out it didn't. But my point is, and they showed the mother too, and she, you can see that she had so much hatred for her mother, you just see a demon spirit in her. She walked into the courthouse and in the, the court, everybody in the, in, the, in, the, in the building there, they just felt a cold spell coming from her. She had no feeling about what she had done to her daughters because of the hatred that she had for her mother. But again, if you saw her, you would never think that this was going on with her. And the story to this, and they asked the boys, why did you guys go along with this? And they were like, I don't know. I just, you know, it was just hell in the home from day one. And they just felt compelled to do what she had them to do. They couldn't help it. And, and it's the, the, uh, the reason I bring it up, because that is an extreme of what um, a mind that is not a, of a sound mind, that's an extreme of what can happen to you. But we have a whole lot of people walking around today like that in one form or another. You know, they don't have a sound mind. And when you don't have a sound mind, your life is absolutely hell. You're just not happy. You, you know, you're, you're up and down. You're thinking things. You're, you know, you're drinking, smoking, sex and lying. It's just all kind of things. And God, God wants us to, to have a sound mind. And that's the whole purpose of being born again, you know, uh, so that you can have a sound mind. And if you, don't, if you have not been born again, if you don't have that peace that I've been talking about for years now, then you're... You know, you hear that story, you say to yourself, I can never do anything like that. And most of you would say that, right? You would never do anything like that, right? Or some of you will. You'll kill your kids. <laughs> but you may not be doing it to that degree, but you're doing it in other ways. And it's still causing emotional and uh, spiritual and mental uh, problems for you and the people around you. And that's why you got to get this sound mind. And a sound mind, when you have a sound mind, you have peace. And when you have peace, you don't mess up someone else's life or your life. But most people, and I'm seeing it all the time, most people do not have peace in their life. And Christ came that we may have peace. We may have peace. And I have to tell you, from what I can tell, things are getting worse with people instead of getting better. Hell is working through people even more so today than it is, uh, than it's not. It's getting worse instead of getting better. And so what I want to talk about today is um, how to be still and know God. You know, how to, can we talk about that a lot, be still and know him. My prayer CD is about be still and know him. And there is a way to have this sound mind. You can literally live this life with a sound mind. Because if you don't, you're just going to have hell on earth. And then when you die, you're still going to have hell and you don't have a chance to overcome. It appears that you don't have a chance. And so we get one chance to do it. And that chance seemed to be now while we're living. And I want to talk to you about that. You got to, 
you know, when you read the story of Adam and Eve, it says that um, when they disobeyed God, they, they fell away from paradise. They lost it because they became aware of the good and evil. At one point, they only knew good. They didn't know evil. But when they became aware of evil, they, uh, they, uh, they fell away from paradise. And as children, we are made to become aware of evil. And most of the time, it starts with the parents. Sometimes it doesn't, you know. Every blue moon, somebody else in our families can violate our lives, a neighbor, a friend, or somebody. But most of the time, it, uh, it starts with the parents. So I want to do all I can to, to help you find this sound mind. And once you get it, you cannot, cannot lose it. You don't go in and out of it. You do not lose it. And, uh, and yes, I know that people have glimpses of it along the way. If you're seeking God in his right way, you have a glimpse of it, what it's like. And that's encouraging because you know that there is something else better. But uh, once you are born into it, I'm telling you, you don't lose it. And people who don't have sound minds, now that's, a, like I said, that's an extreme case of it, right? But people who don't have sound minds are creating problems for themselves and others. They, uh, they try to control other people. You know, they try to control their own lives. They, they try to make decisions about right and wrong. And the one thing that I want you to know, whether you believe it or not, I'll put it out there. Any person who tries to discern or make decisions about right and wrong is a person who do not have a sound mind. Because a sound-minded person, there is not even a temptation to decide right from wrong. Because in reality, you don't know right from wrong. And then in reality, you can't change your life. But people who don't have this sound mind are trying to change their lives. You know, they're making decisions. They're judging right from wrong. Not realizing that that's keeping them in the hell that they're in. Um, so what I want to do first, and then I, I, I have some questions for you guys. I need somebody, to, I need two people to read something for me. I want somebody to turn to 1 Corinthians 2, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Uh, I'll have you read uh, right here. I want you to read 1 Corinthians for me, chapter 2. And then I want Doug to read uh, 2 Timothy. <laughs> uh, oh, you didn't bring your Bible? Oh. Did you bring your cell phone? <laughs> Duh, did you bring your Bible? No. Did you bring your cell phone? Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, how about you, Ed? Can you read it? I didn't bring either one. <laughs> and this is about... Well, that makes me better. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, uh, Faber? Can you read... Uh, you're pretty holy. I'm sorry? Yeah, first, you left it where? In the room. Oh, in the room. The, the whole uh, section. John, you have yours? No. Oh, man. Did you bring your cell phone? No. <laughs> uh, you have it? All right. No, do you have your Bible with you? No. You got to leave David alone there. <laughs> Let me handle David. We're never leaving him alone. Okay. Um, <laughs> Carrie, you have yours? Okay, I'm going to have David read 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14 to 16. And then I want you to read 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse 7. 14 All right. to So while he's getting that, look for that. Okay. Uh, yeah. I got it. All right. Start with 14. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord may be, or that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. The natural mind cannot, cannot 
understand the things of God. Don't even try. It's a setup. It absolutely cannot understand. That's why when someone is speaking, I'm speaking or someone else is speaking, you should not hold on to words. Whatever you hear, just let it go in one ear and out the other. Do not hold on to it. Because what the natural mind is, is the mind of the deceiver. It's the mind of God, I mean of the devil. It's the mind of your ego, your pride, which is the nature of the devil. And it separates you from God. So it cannot, cannot understand the things of God. And so many people, when they hear words uh, in their state, of, uh, in their ego state, they, they are trying to define what they hear and, 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 and make it work in their lives. It's never going to work. Because the natural mind, this is why you need a brand new mind. You need a new mindset. Because the natural mind cannot understand. It's going to drive you nuts trying to understand that. And there's not one person walking this earth who has understood or can understand the things of God with their natural thoughts, which is separated from God. There's another way of seeing things. That's why you got to be still and knowing, and we'll get to that in a minute. you got to let go of all that you think you know in order to know. you got to go dumb. And the hardest thing in the world for a prideful person to do is to go dumb. Because the ego cannot handle not knowing or not being in control. Have you noticed that? Yes. It, it will drive you nuts. It will, it will scream out. It does everything. It will make you kill your mama before it can admit that it doesn't know. Mm-hmm. But you got to get away from that. By you got to stop holding on to words. It's a setup. People have trained you, trained you to uh, define words and associate one word with something else. And it's just not the way, that's not who you are, and it's not the way to live. And I'm sorry that our parents and the teachers and the preachers and everybody have trained you in that way because it has separated you from God, it has built your ego, and it caused you a horrible life, an unnecessary suffering of life that you don't need to go through. And Christ came so that we wouldn't have to suffer. And most people suffer. I, I wish you could hear some of the stories. Now, I gave you an extreme story, but there are other stories that just as extreme. Or even, you know, not as, as extreme, but it still causes problems. People who are on an ego trip won't let their children go. They won't just set their kids free. They're still trying to control them, even though they see that it's driving their kids nuts. Mm-hmm. It frustrates them. It irritates them. It, they are not happy about that. Adults, kids, they won't let them go. Anybody here guilty of that? Women tend to have that bad. You know people like that. Yeah. But that's ego-driven. And that ego, will make, which is of the devil, will make you destroy your child before you set them free. Isn't that amazing? Yep. And then you, it'll say to you, it's not your fault. It's your son's fault or your daughter's fault, you know. They're just not listening to you. And you're like, oh, okay, that's true. <laughs> or you don't want to see your, your children, you know, and I'm talking about adult kids, all right? Well, you're not supposed to impose your will on anybody because your will is the will of the devil. It's not your will. People who are, people who are of one mind with God don't have a will. You, don't, you can't have a will and be conscious of one mind with God anyway. Because there's only one God, and he's not going to let you control him. Uh, yes, sir? One of the most insidious things I've noticed just very recently was the idea of permission. People ask people for permission. Yeah. They give each other permission. You give yourself permission. Um, you give me will, an example of what you mean. Uh, something simple. Uh, let's say you're not supposed to drink too much. But you drink a lot more when you're taking a client to dinner because you give yourself permission. Yeah, that's a and setup. Then, and yeah, and you're giving your client permission. Yeah. And you're setting yourself up to give that guy permission. Yeah. But what the part that's hard to get to is you realize that you also don't give yourself permission to do what's right sometimes. You don't, it's, a, it's a very <laughs> sneaky thing. Yeah, because it goes, it, it goes back to Adam and Eve. Who gave Eve permission? Yeah. Well, guess who? 
But the, that's right, the, the deceiver. Yeah. But um, the, the nature of the devil, which is the ego that's made a home inside of you, is not going to give you permission to do the right thing. But now, it, it would give you, right. it would give you an illusion that is the right thing, right. but only to set you up to do wrong again. And you can't figure it out. That's right. You can't out. You can't outfox it. You can't. No way. So you just sit there and go, okay, here I go again. <laughs> and the, and the reason that on this drinking thing, the reason that uh, it does that is because the ego cannot live alone. It cannot live alone. It got to drag somebody else in. <laughs> it cannot stay alive unless it it, it it has to screw up somebody else's life, for lack of a better word. It cannot stand alone. You, when you are one mind with God, you can stand alone because God is with you. But an ego person, they cannot stand alone. They got to hate somebody. They have to seduce someone. They have to just pass this misery on to somebody else. That's the only way that it can survive. And that's what's so amazing. And then the people who are destroying others will make up excuses about that. It just, it, there's no truth in it. And then it tells you, oh, you can do this, and you can fix it yourself. You can't resolve your own life. The more you try, the worse you get, because as soon as you try and it doesn't work out, then you feel guilty about that. Now you got to take a drink to get rid of the guilt that you feel for trying to fix your life because it didn't work out. And that's, that's craziness, huh? It's all in the mind, though. It's a setup. It comes from hating. It's come from unforgiveness. you got to forgive. So you can find this peace that I'm talking about. And what's so sad is not the word I want, but that's the only word I can think of. What's so sad about it is that it is unnecessary to live this way. You have been free from it. Satan made a promise that he's going to deceive every man, woman, and child. You've been free from it, but you're listening to the deceiver. And you have to listen to the deceiver because you won't forgive. And so you're subject to the deceiver. There are so, I, I said on my radio show that the average man, and especially black man, but not only, from the age of 55 down is retarded. Have you noticed that? <laughs> I know all the women agree with me that men are retarded, right? <laughs> they like to think that anyway. But you talk to the average adult male from the age of, 55 down, you may find some a little older. They're like mentally retarded. And it wasn't like that when I was growing up. But this thing that's made a home in them have gotten worse because people have stopped dealing with it. You don't hear the preachers talking about it. You don't hear parents talking about it. You don't hear the experts talking about it. So it's, it ha it's having its way. It's doing its thing because it's not being revealed. You got to bring it to the light. When you bring it to the light, it can't live inside of you. But if no one is dealing with it, how many people in a, in a pulpit or anywhere you heard say that people are retarded? You don't even use that word anymore. But it, it's a retarded mentality when you're of your ego. It's not normal. Yeah, but that's what the devil has done. He's softened up every word now. He's taking the word, the word sin and turning it into something else. You take a retarded retardation and turn it into something else because he doesn't want you to have the truth. And then people are going along with it. Oh, okay, let's call it a fancy word. But the, the reaction of it is the same. This is a spiritual battle that we're dealing with, folks. We are spirit. We live inside this body. And so everything that we do is spiritual. And that's why you need this sound mind so you can see what's going on and have the power to overcome it. You got it. You need a renewed mind. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I have heard the word retarded used a lot more lately. Oh, you have? In, in that exact context. Yeah. That somebody is just not thinking. They could, but they don't want to. They, they don't want to connect, or maybe even they can't. But can. they can't. Yeah, they can't. See, that's the reality. No they concept cannot of what, do it. It's like to be in business. Yeah. You know? If you know that the person can't, just as you can't, then you won't hate the person who can't. But if you think a person, oh, you could do better, they can't do better. They're driven by something else. But if you can see that about yourself, it will help you guide that person in the right way to go. But you can't, it's a mistake to hate retarded people. Because everybody's retarded. 
some way. Everybody's retarded. Have you noticed that? Yes, in some way. Yeah. yeah. We're all like It's retarded. It's retardation to try to control another person's life. It's retardation to hate yourself because you haven't changed or can't change. That's retardation. <laughs> a common sense person would know, well, I've tried to change. I can't change. Why am I hating myself? <laughs> but if you're retarded, you get mad at yourself for not changing. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Anybody ever done that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, all of us retarded. <laughs> so we stand to think of retardation as somebody else, right? <laughs> it, <laughs> it's retarded to judge, to make a decision between right and wrong. That's retardation. You don't know right from wrong until it is revealed to you. And then when it's revealed to you, you overcome it. You deal with it in the right way. You do not know. Prideful people think that they know. This is so amazing to me. It's weird that I know this because I was retarded too and I'm overcoming it. But there's another way of living. And, and as long as you're drinking and drugging and sexing and lying and being mean and trying to change your life, you're never going to find this straight and narrow path that I'm talking about. There is a straight and narrow path that you can live by. And it's peaceful, very challenging. Very, very challenging. But you can now see, and so you're just overcoming it. It's not a part of you anymore. You're separated from it. And it's a wonderful way of living. And it's so easy to get. It's the easiest thing in the world to do. And most of you think I'm wrong about that, right? To, 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 to develop this sound mind is the easiest thing in the world to do because it's already set up for you. You just won't let yourself, you won't let it happen. All right. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I saw you first. I'm just, sorry. Uh, the way we put it at our church is the more you live in the world, the more chaos you're going to have, basically. And the more you live in the spirit, the more peace you're going to have. That's right. Your own sound mind. That's right. Yeah. But the problem with that, and that's true, but the problem with that is that most people don't know how to get to that peaceful world. You know, it is in the Bible. That's true. And people say that every day, all day. And as soon as the situation comes that the ego does not agree with, they go off. You know, yes. as soon as someone else says something about them or does something to them, instead, instead of just being still and overcoming it, they act it out. But when you are one mind with God, the, the beauty about it, you cannot, 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 cannot overreact to the world around you. You're in it, but not of it. When you are of a sound mind, you cannot have an angry argument with another person because you're no longer of anger. You deal with it, you respond, you handle it, but you're not angry, and that spirit that's coming out of you can help the other person. There's power in that. But 99.9% of the people have not found this. If they had, the world would not be in the mess that it's in. Your kids would not be screwed up. Your relationship would be, would be working. You know, your business would be working. Life would just be, you'd just be living your life because you're guided by a different source. Okay, yes, ma'am. Oh, I forget what I was going to say, but <coughs> how do you find that? Uh, how do you find how it? How do you find that? Good question. You're jumping ahead, and I'll come back in a minute. You say stick to the Bible? Study this. Study the Bible? That won't do it. Everybody and their mama study the Bible. It is nutty as a fruitcake. <laughs> Have you noticed that? But now we'll talk about the Bible. You're not going to absorb it. Yeah. Now there is a, you should read your Bible. I'm not knocking reading the Bible. But not to learn. Not to remember all these scriptures and stuff. God said too much studying is weary on the soul. Something like that. Make the soul weary. So if you notice some of the worst people in the world, and if you haven't noticed, pay attention, are the ones with the Bible in their mouth. They, they'll quote a scripture and cut you out right after that and then say, I'll pray for you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, it's just like some of these TV preachers that are <laughs> yeah. on their wives. And they're, they're but they know the Bible, so that's not it either. Yeah. It's not, the Bible is just a, a book of letters that 
it's like a roadmap back to the kingdom of heaven inside. But people have been told, you got to learn the Bible. Go to church, learn the Bible, learn the Bible, learn the Bible, driving you nuts, and then you drive your kids nuts, and nobody likes you. Yeah, but most people don't know the Bible very well. No, but, yeah, but most people do know the Bible, though. If I had my old Bible, here, this is a new one, thank God. But uh, my old Bible, I used to go to another church, and I had it all colored, you know, yellow, so you remember the scripture. Yes. Yours is like that? Well, I just got this. This uh, is new this week. The other one is like that. The, the old other one. one has got a lot of lines in it. A lot of lines, a lot of colors, and red. I'm, I'm a new Christian. I yeah. just started going to church two years ago after more than 45 years. So. Wow. Uh, well, what made you go back? I, I just, God put it on our hearts. We, 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 it's the final trend. I think I've told you that before. Yeah, well, I want to warn you, on your way back, don't get so into the Bible that you just learn the words of the Bible because all you're going to have then is the knowledge of good and evil. Right. And that's going to make you worse. Right. The word is it's written in our hearts. Right. The truth is already there. I, I know my life is much better than it was two years ago. Yeah. Much, much better. Well, it's going to get better. And I'll tell you how in a minute. But your question is, how do you find this? How do you find this peace? Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll get to that in a minute. All right. I saw another. Yes, sir. Yeah, you said... Uh, it's the easiest thing in the world. Yes. And you know what? Most people can't even perceive it in their mind for them to be diseased. No, no, people I mean, are most people. How about you? You know what it, you know what it is? That's like I know. But it's hey, connect. I know, but I don't want you guys to talk about other people. I want to know, is that difficult for you guys so I can know how I'm helping, all right? Is that hard for your mind to perceive that? No, I, I can't perceive it, yes. But I'm, I'm, in other words, uh, how should I say? I was going to say it's not really happening that easy in my life. It's not. You haven't found that peace because you don't. No. Okay. No. See, it's easy to point out other folks, but now that we're talking just about you, it's a little yes. difficult to bring it out. Huh? Yes. And see, that's the ego. We can sit here all day long and talk about the world. You know, oh, everybody, oh, you're right. But when it, the ego doesn't want you to see you, it doesn't want to come to the light. That's why it's easy to point out how messed up the world is, but how about how messed up we are, you know, our life? What is difficult about your life? And that's where the ego doesn't want you to know. Because if you ever had a, just a little taste of what it is, it has to die. And God said that you've got to die from that, that spiritual thing, which is of the devil, and be born again of his spirit. Um, so it's difficult for your mind to, for you to just let go and let it happen. Well, I can, I can see when, when you say it's the easiest thing. Indeed, it is the easiest thing. But it's not happening that way in my life. My life has changed a lot. Right. But, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not there. Okay, well, here's where you're making your mistake. Anybody else see where he's making a mistake? No, you don't. No, you don't. Not enough. Okay. Yes, Pat. You see where you're making this mistake? And this is how the mind is working. The devil is something else. And because you don't get to know yourself, you don't see what's going on. And God wants you to see. And once you see, that's it. Yeah, Pat, where is he making this mistake? Well, you say, you've always said that this is the easiest thing to do. My mind would always say, that's crazy. What do you mean the easiest thing? Mm -hmm. Because the average person takes 45, 50, 60 years, and they're not getting this easiest thing. So, so easy, why wouldn't these people be getting it? Yeah. But it occurs to me that when you said it, it's easy because it's already there. It's yeah. already at hand. And the thing that the mind always does is, is go into some, create some other world that isn't right in here where it already is. Yeah. And that, that's what I get. Where John is making his mistake, he, he agreed with me, yes, it is the easiest thing, but I can't do it. Right? Mm -hmm. Right? But what John doesn't know is... He agreeing to something that he doesn't even know for sure. To agree with me that it is the easiest thing implies that he sees it and has it. Because if he could really, if he knew that for sure the spirit that it was easy, he would already be doing it. But his mind telling him, yeah, that's right, it's easy. You know, but I can't get it. And he doesn't realize that there's another voice. And, and John is not the only one that does this. I'm, here, I'm catching on now how you guys play trick on me, right? <laughs> you repeat back what I say, and I feel good about it. I think you have it. But 
If he truly saw that it was easy, he wouldn't have this difficulty with his mind. He would already be doing it. But he just believed in my words about it. And then he repeated that back and it keeping him locked away from it, keeping him away from it. It's better to just let the, know, you know, talk about, uh, recognize that you don't have it, but you don't know that it's easy or not. I didn't know it was easy until it happened, happened to me. Then I thought, wow, that was easy. <laughs> but I didn't know it was easy. I had not heard anyone say it was that easy. And so I didn't have the temptation of the thoughts giving me back what the preacher said. And the mind would do that to you. Really? That makes sense? Yes. That's why you got to be conscious, folks. Because those thoughts are playing. It come after light. Remember the, the devil came after light? He'll come after truth. Yeah, that's true. It is easy. But my mind, I can't do it, but it is easy. You don't know that it's easy. I'm just a witness telling you that it's easy. And then in a minute, I'm telling you how. But so I just, I want to just do that so you pay attention to how your thoughts are setting you up to make your life difficult. There's, and it even give you the truth about it because it is true what I said, but it is witnessing to you that it is true. And then you'll witness back by saying, oh yeah, it is easy, but I, can't, I don't have it. You don't know it's easy then. You just have to let it go in one ear and out the other. You have to stay relaxed. That makes sense? That's why you got to pay attention to this thought that talks to you all the time. Every voice that you can hear in your head Every voice that you hear is a lie. It's a setup. Because now that John said, yeah, it is easy, but I can't do it. When he go home, the devil's going to say, well, you know, you said it was easy. You're not doing it. So what's wrong with you? Then he's going to start judging himself. You know, Jess is better than me. I'm not born again. Then he's going to get drunk. <laughs> because now he has guilt. <laughs> John doesn't drink, by the way. Right. He's going to now you're going to have guilt because he's not doing this easy thing that he said was easy. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's this the game that this thing play on you. Paul said, it's not me, but it's a sin that's made a home inside of me. The spirit. And this is a spirit that's made a home in you and control you with truth and lies. It give you both and make you think that you're making a decision about both and you're not. You got to get to know yourself so you can see you're not in control. And don't be frustrated by not being in control. It's enough to see that you're not in control. And so you may have to take one more drink or date one more woman. Go and do it, but don't be mad about it. Just stop judging yourself. And then after a while, the taste of it will leave because now you can see from a different light. Because every time you try not to do it, you're going to get deeper into it. Have you noticed that? You got to pay attention, folks. All right, let me move on. You had a, yes. Yes. Um, life indeed can be as easy as you say it is. Uh, if you can live by faith, completely live by faith, because you don't decide anything anymore. Uh, all you, all you, all you, I mean, you live moment by moment. And so how do you know being that's shown, true? Being shown what to do. That is the truth. But how do you know it's true if you're not doing it, if you're still, you know, having this problem? Because that's what people do with the Bible. They'll read the Bible, and the Bible tells the truth about some things, and they're like, oh, that's true. And so let's do it. And they can't do it. Or what they'll do is they'll take that truth from the Bible and judge somebody else for not doing it. You notice that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, Sister Mary is a <laughs> sinner. I'm holy because I know the Bible. <laughs> That's the game that the devil is playing on your ego. You must die from the ego. And time is going by so fast, I, I got to answer Susan's question. It was a good question. But that makes sense, John? Yes. What you're saying is true, but it's learned information. It's not discovered. Well, and, see, that's a, that's a, that is really the question right there. Yeah. Okay. But, you know... I've been on this journey for some time. Right. I have. Like 50 but years I, or but, uh, Yeah, thereabouts. <laughs> uh, but you, go ahead, I'm sorry. But you know, you say it's learned. But you know, I, I don't have as a shred of doubt about it in my mind. Yeah. None whatsoever. Well, that's good. I know that this, this is to be the truth. And I mean, 
What else can I add? Right, but the problem is you got to resist talking about it with the devil in your head. But I don't. You, no, no, no. You do. You just did it, boy. Yeah. I mean, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. You, you do. <laughs> but but uh, the same token, the same token, I can see that I do not live by faith. Right. I don't. You see. And that's all you need to do. Yes. But don't come and say. No. About it in your head. I mean, but that because, because the I, devil take that because I don't live by faith. Life ain't as easy. It's not that easy thing that you're talking about. Right. Right. But it is easy to get. There. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Let but, me tell you this. Because you recognize that you, you see that you don't live. By the way, you can get involved by calling 800-411-2663 or email church at bondinfo.org. But what it is, that knowledge that you have about this now, the devil have you driving down the road saying, oh, that's easy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but I can't do it. Yeah, that's right. You can't do it. Uh, 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 you know, you'll be having a conversation. But when you're a country, you're set apart from that conversation. But I don't, you know what? But I don't have those conversations. I really don't. You don't. I mean, other than what I just, well, I mean, it's really as a result of. So you never I find cannot, yourself. No, I can't. I'm not living by faith. But well, let me ask you this. You never hear, hear these voices talking to you in your head? Oh, yes, of course. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Don't well, have that conversation. Of course. But, uh, you know, I mean, but I see what they are. Right. Okay. Um, Yes, ma'am. Um, I see it differently. I see it. I think that the reason he doesn't have it is because he doesn't want it, and that it's right there. He could. It's right there. Like Patrick said, it's there. You. That's what makes it easy. Is that it's right available. Do you have it? Well, at times, yes. It come and go. Why don't you it have it though? I. It's because you don't want it. Are you referring to him or yourself? Well. Both of us, probably. Oh. Um, you don't want it? If I wanted it, I think I'd have it all the time. Why that? You do want it, don't you? Yeah, I want it. But, but why do you I tell yourself it, you don't want it then? Why I do you say, if I wanted it, I would have that's it all what, the time? That's how my mind, my mind thinks that if I wanted it completely, 100%, all the time, I'd always have it. And you believe that when your mind tells you that? I, I think that's true. That's the setup. Is it? Your mind never going to tell you the truth. <laughs> that's right. And that's what I want you so guys to how, get. How do you get it then? Don't you need to just want it and you get it? That's all. But you can't, you can't make yourself want it. Right. And you shouldn't be telling yourself you don't want it because the deceiver is telling you that. And so you, in a moment, hold on guys. Miss? Hey. And the minute you believe that, that's where your, your problem is. That's where the difficulty comes, because it tells you you don't really want it. And you're like, yeah, I don't want it. And so now you're not going to get it. It's not God telling you that, and it's not you telling you that. But you think it's you telling you that you don't want it. But isn't it true that if you really want it, if you really did want it, you would have it? Because God gives it to you. Right, but you, you shouldn't be telling yourself that you don't want it. Because it's not you telling you that you don't want it. Well, I don't tell myself I don't want it, but, but after I do something <laughs> that I shouldn't have done, after I react, I think, well, I didn't want it because I reacted. That's the setup. That's the setup? Yes. Because along the way, you're going you're gonna to have some bumps in the road. Yeah. And so when this thing come along and tell you, well, you did that because you don't want it, and you're like, yeah, that's right, then you lose. Why not just notice you had a bump in the road and keep going? You don't need to have a, a decision about the bump in the road. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't need to de de decide if it's a bad bump, a right bump, a wrong bump. But that's what's happening right there. The thing tell her, well, you know what? You don't want it. That's why you don't have it. And she's like, oh, yeah, I don't want it. Because if I wanted it, I would have done this. It. It's all lies. It's the setup. And now you're going to feel bad because you, you, know, you don't want it. You thought you did want it. And then you're going to beat up your husband. <laughs> You're gonna make his life difficult because that, because the ego cannot have that kind of pain. They got to go and take it out on somebody else, or take you know do this or do that to feel better about not wanting it when you thought that you did want it, but yet you messed it up. You know, it's just hell. Relax. Isn't that something? This is so good to me. That makes sense. It makes sense. I just. 
I just think about, he says that he can't do anything about it. I can't it. hear you. A little louder for me. He, Stuart will say like. Is Stuart your husband? Yes. Oh, okay. He'll say like, if I don't have it, I can't help it because I, God has to give it to me. And, and, and when he tells you that, what do you say? I, I, I know that's true. Right. God has to give it to you. But that to me is like an excuse. That's what the devil tell you. Yeah. That's reality. And if you could accept reality that you can't give it to you, yeah. only God can give it to you, then you'll relax and accept what is, and you'll be fine. Well, what's, what should be your mindset then to get it? Just that you want it, that's all. Yeah, you just have the hunger. Those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall find. That's all you need. Like the deer pants for water. That's all you need. Just the hunger for it. Just wanting it. And so and along the way, you're, you're making mistakes, you're acting crazy, you're carrying on. Don't, don't judge yourself about that. Just notice, you know what? I'm acting crazy. Fine. <laughs> but the moment you get into this dialogue, like what I was saying to John, the moment you get into that dialogue about it, it's where the problem is. Oh, I don't want it. I thought I did. You know, when is God going to give it to me? You know, I thought I was free and I, and I overate this morning. It's just it's keeping you away from it. Be still and know. Okay. Be still and know. You got to be still and know. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I was just. So your husband, I'm sorry, your husband is absolutely right about that. You got to listen to your husband. <laughs> you said you're the absolute truth. You can't do it. You can't give it to yourself. You can't make yourself want it. Of yourself, you could do nothing. Nothing. It's a spiritual thing. And if you can really, 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 really know that you can't change it, then you stop fighting with yourself and listening to the lie. And then, because it wouldn't make sense to be mad about something that you cannot change. Yes, ma'am. Uh don't you have to be born again to get that peace? Yes, ma'am, and I'm going to tell you how in a minute. Really good question. I want Sherry to read. You have that for me here? Oh, yeah. So you said 2 Timothy. Uh, verse 1, I mean, uh, chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and a sound mind. And a person who doesn't have a sound mind does not have power, nor do they have love. Even if they can control the government, they don't have power. That's a fake power. An angry person don't have power. They do not have power. He's not giving us that. Somebody else gave you that. That came from hating somebody, judging yourself and others. It did not come from God. He did not give you an unstable mind. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, ma'am. Okay. I, I am really confused. That said power. Well, if you don't have ego, you don't have power. Very good statement, but absolutely wrong. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> a person of the ego do not have power. That's why they have to try to intimidate you, call your name, control you, make you feel good or feel bad, or they are being controlled by the environment around them. That's not a person with power. That's a person with ego. A person with power is not moved by what's happening around him or her. They're not upset about it. They're not angry about it. They don't feel anything inwardly about it. But yet they speak up and they deal with it. Mm -hmm. And when they speak up in calmness and deal with it, there's a power working on their behalf that they can't feel, taste, or touch. Amen. But it's happening. But it's, it's not really, an, a, then a power is a fruitful ego. I'm sorry? A power would be a fruitful ego. It has, it's, it's fruitful, it bears good. I mean, real power does, the power of love does, yeah. of God's love, bears good. But an ego power, uh, it doesn't produce anything that's good. 
like an ego trip. Right. It doesn't produce, it, it produces bad children, bad friendships, dishonesty, fear, doubt, worry, emotions, and all that kind of stuff. Okay. That's all that ego does. Bad states and bad. But, but this other perfect love, it produces good fruits. Okay. And, and what it means, it points people back to the source, to the true source, which is God. That makes sense? She said it, it makes more a little sense. more sense. Yeah. A little more. I'm glad you asked. That's what I want to do. Yeah, I want to. Trouble with the ego, right? Yeah. And then the reason that you're having trouble with the ego is because you have not recognized that you're on an ego trip. You have, you're, you've called it something else. You've been told that it's you or that it's love and this is the way it should be. And you believe that lie, and you have not been able to separate from that. You're so identified with it that it seemed to be real. It seemed to be the real deal because you become one with it instead of one with the true source, which is perfect love inside of you. And so that's why, uh, uh, to, to answer Susan's question, is how do you find this? What you got to do is recognize that you don't have it. You got to recognize that you don't have it. And if you have fear and doubt and worry and insecurity, you're, try, you're making decisions, you're making decisions between right and wrong, you're trying to control somebody else. You know, if you're doing all this stuff, if you worry, then you don't have it. If your mind is just busybody and you're going with your mind, you don't have it. So when you know that you don't have it, don't be mad about not having it. Just realize and be glad to see it. And then when you pray, you got to be still and know. You got to calm down. You got to calm down. When you pray, God said, when we pray, just go to our prayer closet, be quiet, and shut up, and he will reveal the truth to us. You don't have to hoop and holler. You don't have to be begging. You don't have to whimp and whine. You just need to calm down so he can separate you from that ego mind that you have. And he will do it. He will, he will allow you to see that your thoughts are not you. This is not who you really are. He'll just let you see it. And the moment you can see it, you got to calm down, though. Be still and know you got to be quiet in your prayer time. You got to stop trying to make it happen. But when you calm down, you'll start to see because he's going to separate you from that ego mind, that mind that talks to you, define words, and make decisions, and carry on. He'll separate you from that because that's of the devil. And once he does that, everything else is taken care of by him. Because now you can see by the light. You see by your true nature instead of that false nature. And that true nature, you can't worry. You can't have doubt. You can't be dishonest. You don't judge your fellow man. You're very honest with your fellow man or woman, but you don't judge them. Uh, you have perfect peace within your soul. Absolute perfect peace. And nothing can change that. But you gotta, the way you find it, Susan, you got to calm down. And, and you got to know that your thoughts, you need to doubt your thoughts and stop believing your thoughts. You got to doubt them. There's no such thing as a true and honest thought. It doesn't exist. It would never exist. But as long as you believe those thoughts, you never will know the truth. Adam doubted God, and he fell away from truth. Now we have to doubt the thoughts so we can come back to the truth. No thought is true. It's not of God. There's another way of seeing it. So you got to pray. You got to you know, you got to be still and know him. You got to just go in your room and calm down and let him separate you from your imagination. It's all lies. It's just that simple. The more you let go, it will happen. When you stop being frustrated at self, it will happen. Yes, ma'am? But you said not to listen to you, so how are we going to do this? The other thing, to me... Yeah, take my word, do the prayer. I have a CD that says, Be Still and Know. You can have it. I can listen to that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can listen to that. Okay. And then what is, I'm pointing the way to you, to the, to the right way. I'm telling you the way to find this kingdom of heaven within you, you got to be still and let God make it happen to, through you. And so get a copy of my Be Still and Know CD, and you can have it free and give it a try. But the answer to what you're looking for is not in your busy world. It's in your calm, quiet world. It's in your stillness. The, the kingdom of heaven was created in stillness. And that's where we got to come from, a place of stillness, not overreacting. Did you have a, a quick question for me? I saw your hand a while back. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I think 
you're answering it. I, I thought you had said a while ago that we cannot know the difference. We don't know the difference you don't. between right and wrong. And so I was wondering, well, then how do we choose a pathway? I love it. Sit still. I want you to get a copy of my prayer CD. And I want you to just follow instructions. It's going to calm you down. Just get you to calm down so the truth can catch up with you. Oh, one good thing about this, too, when, when good and evil is revealed to you, you're not going to be mad about it. You know how we see people doing wrong in our country now? And people out there are angry about it, right? That's not the powerful way to deal with it. I see what's going on. I don't like it, you know, but I'm dealing with it. But I'm not inwardly moved by it mm -hmm. or affected by it. I don't have to go home and beat up my kids because of it. You know, beat my wife or that kind of stuff. Or overeat. So when you are coming from a different source, the kingdom of heaven within you, then you can deal with evil without evil affecting your life. But you got to calm down. You got to quiet down. And we're going to do a three-part series on this. So we'll pick up on this next Sunday. Yes, quick question. Oh, my one question. Um, you know, when you see this, you know, like you get calm, you get still, and all of a sudden you see all the stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like you see it, and then all of a sudden it's like you get pulled back in. And why do you get pulled back in? Because uh, you start to panic, like, oh, well, maybe that's not true, and maybe I'm not seeing it right, you know. Oh, but, I see. You know. Yeah. You see, you listen, you're still listening to the, the yeah, deceiver. Right, to the way. Now, when so, you see the reality of who you are and what you are, it's going to be painful to the ego. And he's going to try to make you doubt yourself. Take the pain. Take that conflict that you feel and go about your day and do what you got to do. But take the pain. Don't run away from it. Whatever you use to get away from it. Whatever you use. People you smoking a cigarette, you know, taking a ride in the car. You let yourself feel seeing that. And the devil try to make you doubt it, but just know that that's a lie. God is not going to treat you that way. God is a perfect love. His love is not painful. There's no pain in his love. There is no doubt in his love. There's no double-mindedness in his love. It just is. It's just there. It's clear. So if you're having this doubt, just let it pass. Just take it. Don't worry. Don't freak out. And then he got to take care of it for you. That makes sense? Uh -huh. So stop freaking out. Okay. Uh, let me take this young man first. Yes, sir. Okay. It's, it, it seems like what you're trying to explain explain to particularly John is that the big problem our big problem is that we I don't want you to deal with John I want you to deal with you okay in short, in short the big pro uh, problem is that we tend to doubt how impudent we are are in fr uh, from the law from uh, from our uh, Lord, uh, Lord because we don't want, uh, want to admit how dumb we are we are you Particularly me. Yeah. yeah. See, this is what I love about this. Then I'll take your question. Once, you, once you're locked in into this other way I'm talking about, you can't be unlocked anymore. Just like you're locked into your imagination, you're locked into your egos right now, and you absolutely can't help yourself. Once you're born again, once that ego dies and you're locked in, you're locked in forever. No more conflict. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. A person of the mind of God, and he tells us that we should have his mind, has no conflict. And can you imagine living a life with no conflict? But you have no conflict when you have the mind of God, the consciousness of God. Absolutely no conflict. Because if you have conflict, then you don't have peace. Yes, ma'am. That doesn't mean you'll never get mad. Because my husband is, is a Christian. He goes to church every Sunday and all this other stuff. But occasionally something, you know, the computer will go down and he'll, he'll get angry. Then your husband needs to come here so I can help him. <laughs> yes. Maybe he will. Yeah, but, but you cannot ever not get angry. I mean, things but when I When I, one minute left, uh, I have an engineer that works in the studio with me when I'm doing my show. And sometimes you should hear me yelling and screaming and walking out. Because they, when, they, when they mess up, and I've told them over and over again what to do, and they don't do it. I yell and scream and, and call them names, and, <laughs> but I don't feel anything about it. It does not interfere with my peace at all. So you can let go of your anger then? I don't have any. But then when you said you yelled. Right, but you can yell. See, that's the beauty it's, of it. People don't know that when you have peace. Remember how Christ was yelling and he threw things in the yeah. temple? He didn't feel angry about it. He didn't feel anything about it. Then why did you do it? 
because he saw the wrongness in it and he wanted to destroy it. Oh, okay. It was wrong. So you can see what's wrong and not be angry about it. That's the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. Now the, the blind person is going to think that you're angry. Oh, you're supposed to be a Christian and you're yelling. That's what I tell him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a blind person. So your husband may not even be angry. And we are out of time. Yes, he is. Thank you so much for tuning in, folks. That's amazing. Thank you. For more information or to purchase a copy of this show, visit us on the web at www.bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-BOND.